AOT Chronicles, an Attack on Titan podcast. I'm your boy, Chaz. This is Ronnie. And today we're covering Episode 4, Season 1, Night of the Graduation Ceremony, Humanity Rises Again. And let's just dive right into this. We're back. So, first scene, right off the gates. We're in the forest, and we've got the highlight of the past three episodes. This is the guy. Who do we got, Ronnie? We got Keith. Our boy Keith, sleepy vampire Keith. He's uh, he's over there calling Ar- Armin Arlert, which uh, we might need to refer to Armin as Arlert from now on. Yeah, this is perfect because he told him last episode, I'm calling you Arlert from now on, and here we are l- two years later. And he's still calling him Arlert in the middle of this forest. Yes, mind you, this is two years after enlistment now. So Aaron and Armin, they're about 14 years old at this point. Yeah, which makes uh, this makes it uh, year 850. We started in 845, we're at 850 now. We're at 850 and... Wait, you, okay, yeah, you're right, because we started at 845. This is five years from the very beginning of the show. Right. So we've got our boy Arlert. They're out there training with uh, heavy equipment on their backs, and Keith is just absolutely roasting him. Can I just say, Keith looks more tired in a hood. He's <laughs> something about, he puts a hood on, He he's giving me vibes of like Snow White's witch when she pops through the window all creepy-like, offering Snow White apples. He rocks the hood, but it's not in a good way at all. He looks substantially older. But I think he that's his go-to, though. He's going for that look. I really think it's so. It's been two years. Keith, because he hasn't slept in five years, looks like he's aged 70 years. Yeah, I'd say he got, a, he got a few hours of sleep in the past two years, I'd say. Just a few. But Keith, you know, he's just roasting Arlert. Armin's fall... Well, sorry. Arlert is falling behind. And Reiner just comes up to Arlert, and he's like, Dude, just give me your, give me your pack. I'll carry it for you. You're weak, basically, but I don't want us to fail. He's a good teammate. Yeah, Reiner's good. He's like a big brother, basically. And uh, Keith kind of acknowledges that. He secretly sees Keith do that, and he's like, that's cool. He's a trustworthy uh, you know, soldier, and he's being good to his brothers. And so they're over here. They're practicing on these like decoy titans. They're just like wooden wooden cutouts of titans with some sort of thing that's supposed to be like skin so they can know how deep they're cutting into it. Uh, I know we talk a lot about Keith, but let's be honest, this is a where Keith stands. It's a Keith stand podcast. I like to imagine in my own head that while everyone else is sleeping and he can't sleep, he's up at 2 a.m. like setting up all these practice titans. Of, of course, of course. <laughs> he's setting it up and he's just getting absolutely no sleep and that you can tell by his face. That's when, though, our girl, well, not really our girl because we don't know her that well, but she's got a a big nose is what I like to call her, Annie. Keith starts talking about Annie because she just comes in and just slays the back of the thing, right? And it's just perfect form. And Keith's like, okay, Annie's form is flawless, but she's isolated and doesn't really work well with others. And he starts going through the line talking about people. Yeah, I love this part where he's just going character by character and giving you good... um good backstory on everyone kind of everyone's strengths and weaknesses yeah and he he gets to bertolt or bert or bertolt we don't really know like 
I would say in the next three episodes, they're going to call him something different every time. Oh, we know for sure because he's Bert to us. He's Bert. The we're AOT Chronicles, Bert. he's Bert. So we're, we're rolling with Bert. You know who we're talking about. But he says Bert's got great potential, but he lacks initiative. He then goes to Jean, and he just says Jean is like, he's basically a master with a 3D maneuvering gear. But his friction with him and his squad kind of holds him back a little bit. And then we go over to Sasha next. And Potato Girl Sasha. I was going to say, I didn't know who you were talking about when you said Sasha. Yeah, I'm sorry. Thank goodness you said Potato Girl. Potato Girl. I'm on board. Her last name's Sasha, I think. First name, Potato Girl. But he says she's got great instincts, and she works better alone. And we actually, in the previous episode, Connie talked about her being in in this mountain village where they hunt a lot. So it kind of makes sense that she works better alone. She's a hunter. And then you go, Keith starts talking about Connie and he says, Connie's got great physical agility, but he lacks mental, mental agility, which is just kind of an absolute roast to yeah. Connie. Get ripped, Connie. Physical agility, but uh, no mental agility. Then we go over to Mikasa and Mikasa Ackerman is what he calls her. And he basically says she is a master at everything. What does he, what does he say about her? <laughs> This is definitely something I wanted to bring up because he mentions that she excels in all subjects, which left me wondering how many subjects do they have? Is is he is Keith like changing into his gym outfit when they're going around flying in ODMs and then he like suits up to teach them uh, Physics. science? Is he is, <laughs> is She's great in earth science, I've heard. <laughs> And then he goes over to Aaron, which this is my, I think this is my favorite one out of all of them. Yeah, this comes back around, but go ahead and set it up right now. And he says, Aaron, no talent really, but he works hard. And basically, Aaron has no talent whatsoever, but he just works hard. It's basically the tagline of our podcast, except we don't work that hard. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Also, Aaron says he'll wipe out all the Titans. So, Does he say that? He does say that. I don't know if you've heard that, but he says it throughout the series, surprisingly. Wow, okay. So then we go into the next scene, and we've got Ryan and... Sorry, Ryan. Reiner and Aaron sparring, okay? They're doing a little training drill with... uh, What do they call it? Like... They call one of them a criminal. and Yeah, uh, you know all these situations when uh, you're outside and you're fighting titans, and the next thing you know, you find yourself in combat with one of the people who you've been training with the whole time. That's just getting us ready for that particular yes. case in time. You always got to watch out with somebody for somebody with a knife. When you're fighting a titan, there's going to be somebody with a knife trying to attack you. So Reiner and Aaron are sparring. Aaron says the training is pointless. Only idiots fight unarmed. Um, so one of the... The whole point of the drill is one of them has like a wooden knife or they're supposed to have a real knife, but they're training with a wooden knife. The other person is unarmed and Aaron's kind of mocking it saying, you know, this is all pointless. Like, why would you ever fight unarmed? And Reiner says, since they're soldiers, that they need to be prepared for absolutely anything. You never know what's going to happen, even though, I mean, they're going to be fighting very large titans most of the time. Yeah. Reiner and Aaron, they go through the drills. Aaron puts Reiner on his ass and he's like sorry I just don't know how to hold back yeah what a dick what who's what does that even mean what 
Oh my! If I was Reiner, I would have. I don't even know what I would have done. I would have just looked up and been like, "You've been training for three years and you don't know your own strength." Is that doesn't make any sense? Is Aaron in the lunch hall and he gets a bag of potato chips and he just like rips them open and he just splits the entire bag in two he and chips go everywhere and he goes, "Sorry guys, didn't know my own strength." It's definitely it's, a dickhead comment that one of the one of the guys in school says that you, no one likes. For sure. So Reiner and Aaron see Annie, and Reiner's basically like, hey, look over there, blah, blah, less challenger, thinking thinking he's a badass. They know Annie's kind of like isolated, and she seems like she's a real badass. Reiner gets Aaron to challenge Annie, and Annie's like, whatever, I'll do it. So Aaron throws himself at Annie, and she just straight up murks him. Just, she pulls out moves that... Uh, have not been covered by Commander Keith the past three years. Oh, yeah. This is this is something we've never seen this before. This is some 2020 uh, MMA type yeah, stuff. Aaron, Aaron is completely bamboozled. So she just straight up kicks him down, and obviously, like, Reiner's like, oh. And then she full mounts him, which is kind of weird, and you can tell Aaron enjoys that a little bit. Yeah. And... So after that, after Aaron, after Annie just kicks his ass, Aaron's like, "Well, now it's your turn, Reiner," and which is great because I don't know if you noticed this. Go back and watch it if you didn't pay attention the first time. The shot of Aaron telling Reiner this is he's still on his back and his legs are hiked over his head and he's looking through his legs. He hasn't gotten <laughs> out of this position yet, and he's telling Reiner, "All right, your turn, buddy." It's hilarious. And Reiner's face when he says that is also hilarious. So Reiner fights her, and it doesn't even show it, right? It's just straight up a clip of him on his ass. Right. They ask Annie, they're like, where where in the world did you learn moves like that? And she just says her father taught her the moves, but it's pointless unless you rank in the top ten and join the military police. So Yeah, this is where she comes in. I really like her little speech here. I'm kind of paraphrasing. I don't have the exact quote, but basically she just says, the better you are at killing Titans, the further you are away from them, which is kind of just, yes. it's like a, it's a weird, that's a real life. You know, that's the sort of thing that still happens nowadays. Yeah. It's like kind of the concept. If, if you're the higher ranked, you protect the important people, but you're yeah. not actually on the front lines. So when so LeBron and Kawhi are the best players, so they sit out 37 games in a yep. season. And they don't guard the best player on the other team. It kind of goes hand in hand. And then we go into the next scene where they're at the dinner table eating, and Arlert is talking about before wall Maria falling, how only really the scouts needed to know how to use the 3D gear and not the inner people. Right, because before, you know, they hadn't been messed with in 100 years, so if you're inside the walls, you're not seeing Titans, therefore no need to, to use your Zoom Zoom boosters. Your Zoom Zoom boosters, I like that. Yeah, but now really everyone's going to have to learn how to use them because if the walls keep falling, obviously the inner people are going to have to stand up and fight and not be a bunch of little lazy pricks. So then we got Jean's cocky ass. He starts bragging to Marco about how he's so good with the 3D maneuvering gear because mm-hmm. just because of Keith's comment. Oh, not long from now, he's going to be in that inner wall just yeah. chilling. He's working so hard to just go in the inner walls and not do anything for the rest of his life. And Marco starts talking, and he's like, oh, I also want to be in the military police. Uh, 
I want to be in there so I can serve the king. And John says, Lame. Yeah, John's basically like, Nah, that's not really what you mean. You just want the easy life, don't you, buddy? Like, you don't actually mean that. Yes. <laughs> so Aaron here, Aaron's over here in this conversation. And he's biting the inside of his gums. He's bleeding he from the mouth. He's so mad. so angry because we all know what Aaron wants to do, and you can't do what Aaron wants to do if you're in the inner walls. Wait, I don't have that in my notes. What does he want to do? He wants to wipe out the Titans. Oh, God, i got to go back and rewatch. Well, that's the first thing he wants to do. There's okay. a second thing, too, though. What is it? Tell me. Then he wants to kill all the Titans. Oh, my God, it's uh, such a good plan. Two-step process, baby. But it's funny because Aaron butts in now, and he's like, John, you don't need to be in the interior. You're already soft as fuck. Ooh. Which just absolutely roasts him. He's like, you'll only get softer if you're in there. And you can just see the look on Jean's face after that. It's just... If you're watching it in dub, they have Arlert. Um, he goes in the background. He goes, oh, shit. <laughs> and that's when Jean stands up. They get in each other's faces. You know, They're doing the typical standoff that two, two boys at the age of 15 yeah. or 14, 15, whatever so they So hot. I mean, yeah, intense. They have a straight-up hissy fit to one another. And then that's when Aaron uses... Ani's move on him and just puts him straight on his ass with a little MMA kick. It's a good move. It's a good move. It's a great move. And he's like, oh, by the way, Jean, I've been training while you've just been jerking it on the sidelines. Oh, shit. So just roast him. And that's when we got Mr. Keith, Dracula. What is his last name? Sadie? Is it Sadie? Yeah, Keith. Yeah. Keith Sadie's. He comes in and says... He's like, hey, I was trying to fall asleep next door and just couldn't do it. You guys want to tell scary stories? The way he opens his door and peeks his head in is so creepy and so hilarious. I replayed it 17 times. <laughs> and that's when Mika says just like, no, sorry, sir. It was just potato girl farting. And which, you know, I'm on Keith watch. So he responds with, under his breath, again, learn a little modesty. <laughs> Keith is not here for your fart jokes. No, he is not. And it's also pretty crazy to me that Mikasa is making jokes like that. Mm. She just doesn't seem like the type that would. Smelt it, dealt it? Question mark? Yes. Wow. I totally agree. You hear the theory starting right here. Oh, so we go straight into the next scene after that. Oh, okay. This was... I almost spoiled this hot take for you earlier because I couldn't wait to talk about it. It's so far my favorite scene. It's a little little quick thing. You got to go back and watch it. You see Mikasa, Mikasa feeding Aaron bread again. Has she been doing oh, this for the yes. past three years? <laughs> Why <laughs> is Aaron just refusing to eat? And so for the past three years, she's just been shoving bread in his mouth. Shoves bread in his mouth, protects him. Like oh she's my god, I was guardian angel. I couldn't. What are other people? What are everyone else in the mess hall? What are they thinking when they see this? Are they like, so are they like a thing? Or well, Jean's just jealous as fuck. We know that. Yeah, he's just wiping his trust on everyone. But Connie's like, okay, that's kind of weird. And <laughs> let me say though, I would totally love for Mikasa to do that to me. Is, well, she seems so forceful with it. Maybe just, you know, calm down a little bit. Armin's just like in the corner, third wheeling hard. And she's like, hey, so what do you guys want to do tomorrow? And Mikasa just shoving a loaf of bread up Aaron's mouth. It was just so weird. Um, I feel like only the great podcasts catch it. And so that's why we did. Next scene, we have 218 trainees 
make it through, and it's a three-year three training to graduation. And graduates get three choices. Number one, they can join garrison, protecting towns and reinforcing walls. So this is like Hannes. Yes, like Hannes. Number two, survey corps risk their lives beyond walls and tighten territory. And we obviously know what they do, and they don't do it very well. Right, also called scout regiment. The scout regiment, yes. These are the homeboys we saw coming in first episode. Looked like they had a very successful mission. They had an arm to show for it, so yes. keep your eye out for these guys. The best thing that they did was come back with a uh, detached arm. So, Number three, we have the military police. And this is what every, you know, every lazy fuck wants to be because they don't do anything. They just serve the king, protect him in the inner walls. So, calling card. We go straight into the calling card, right? Lay it on me. We got the top ten. They start talking about the top ten soldiers, right? The top ten trainees? Yep. I guess I'll just go in order number ten. We've got Krista. Hey, who's that? Just a blonde-headed chick, you know. She was right, the right. she was the nice one. She was real nice to what's her face, Potato Girl, yeah. when she had her incident. Congratulations, Krista, sneaking in top ten. Good for you. Yeah, don't know how she made it there, by the way, but she did make it. She made it top ten. Number nine, we've got Potato Girl. Okay. Number eight, Connie. Number seven, Marco. Number six, Jean. Number five, Aaron. <laughs> Wait, what? What? Aaron lacks talent, somehow made it to number five. I guess his will of trying to devour the Titans got him there. He just wanted it so much. It's just hilarious to me that he's better than Jean at this point. Then we go to number four, Ani. Number three, Bert. Number two, Reiner. And number one, of course, best girl, Mikasa. Our girl, Mikasa. Which, to no surprise, is number one. And then it cuts straight to the next scene where they're celebrating at the dinner table. And Jean's over there pouting because his best buddy Aaron is ranked better than him. He's just as confused as we are. <laughs> we have no idea how Aaron made it there. He lacks all talent, but he's there. And Jean, you know, he, I mean, I guess he's excited because he, I mean, his only goal is to be in the top ten to make it to the military police anyways. But right. But for Aaron to be ahead of him is a little degrading, I guess. And then we get the biggest party pooper I've ever seen. Here we are. is the graduation ceremony. We haven't seen Titans in, what, five years? And all of a sudden, this guy is just losing his... He's hit the punch bowl. He's losing his mind. He goes, we can't beat the Titans! (laughs) Which was so weird, but it gave a great opportunity for Aaron to tell the whole class... Yet again, hey guys, I'm Aaron, uh, number five in the class. Don't know how much I've got. Seeing some unfamiliar faces. Uh, just want to give you guys kind of my motto, where I stand, which you can count on me for. Uh, I'm driving out these titans, <laughs> and then I'm killing them. So just want to put that out there. If anyone's got questions, comments, concerns, please see me. Uh, thanks, guys. Yeah, and it's just it's just beautiful hearing Aaron say that because you don't normally get to hear him say something like that. It's just an awesome thing to hear. It's but a you, different you, side of him for sure. But going back to Tom, I believe it was Thomas that was crying about. Okay, was whole, it Thomas? Yeah, I yeah. believe it was Thomas. Going back to him doing that, that kind of reminds me of like when I graduated high school. I was like, 
oh, I just graduated. I'm ready for the real world. And then all of a sudden, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Right. And I was like, wait, I have no idea what the fuck I want to do with my life. Except normal people do that like a year afterwards. This guy was basically walking across the stage and was just like, oh, my God, what, <laughs> what are we going to do? Yeah, he realized it mid-walk across the stage and just absolutely shit his pants. But Aaron, I, I, li- I do like, though, Aaron's like, of course, he starts talking about the cramped walls that they're in, which he does have a point. You can't just be like this guy Thomas and crying and pouting about it. Yeah, don't get me wrong. We love to rip on Aaron. Aaron's in the right. I just love how many times he's got to remind everyone, which, you know, that's a, not a bad thing. He's making sure everyone's on the same page, but chill a little bit, yeah, brother. Yeah, just chill out some. And that's when we got Jean. You know, he's thinking to himself, then just do it, Aaron. But I'm I'm going to join the military police. So do whatever you want and basically just go off and die. Aaron then storms off because no one really cares about his speech, right? It's everyone just kind of looks at him funny. Like he's, after- just, he's just so worked up. This is He always does this to himself. He gets so emotional. He needs to just take a deep breath. Yeah. So he runs out and he, he's he gets decided. So up. And it's, it kind of... I guess, too, he wanted a better response from his peers. I mean, but Now I'm feeling kind of bad for the guy. Here he is. He just wants to get his point across. He wants everyone to be on board with him. He's had Mikasa shoving bread down his throat for the past <laughs> three years. And so he's decided, he's like, you know, i got to get away from this. i got to complete my goals. i got to get away from Armin and Mikasa. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to the scouts. And that backfires in his face real quick. Real quick. Because, because Jazz, what happens? Because instantly, Armin and Mikasa go over to him, and Armin's like, Aaron, by the way, I'm joining the scouts. It's like, hey man, I know it's not really my thing at all, but I know I'm not even top ten, and you don't want my skills out there anyway, but I'm coming with you, buddy. Yeah, Armin's probably like top 200, I guess, and he's like, (laughs) I've got your back, Aaron, we've got this. (laughs) I've crunched the numbers, because that's what I do, and me and you, bro, we're doing this thing. We're doing this thing. And then you got Mikasa, who's best girl, okay, when it comes to Aaron. And she's basically like, Aaron, wherever you go, I will follow you. Oh, that's a great Mikasa. Wow. And so he, Aaron's... I'll follow you with this loaf of bread. And I just love how she always just says, Aaron, like the R just rolls off her mm-hmm. tongue. She's always saying it. It's wonderful. So then we go straight to the next scene, and right? Because also, she's wonderful, but at the same time, rips this guy a new one by saying... If I'm not with you, you're going to die oh, quickly. Yes, that that's was a the... di- that's a direct. I like to paraphrase people. Let me make sure you all understand. That was a direct quote. That was a beautiful <laughs> quote, dude. I loved it. She's Aaron just looks just up and goes, weak. "What the fuck, dude? <laughs> I'm top five now. What are you talking about?" Which we have no idea how he got top five. And still, Armin's like, "Hey, Mikasa, what about me? You, you gonna watch my back too? Because I'm not even top ten. Aaron is." And she's just like staring at Aaron. Yeah, Armin's like, "I'm 197th, Mikasa. I might need a little more help." And she just does not care. She's she's like the clingy girlfriend who, if you were dating her, she'd make you delete every other girl's name out of your phone. That's what mm-hmm. Mikasa is. I'm yes. not even sure she knows that Armin has been with them the past three. I don't even think she sees him. And then we go straight into the next scene where we've got Commander Irwin, okay? The scout's strolling up, right? Okay, yeah. People have cheered up. You know, some of the citizens have cheered up because in the past 
what five years there hasn't been any really problems since since the first incident yeah, so I think they're kind of. I think this is the part where they're kind of walking around the walls almost, and yeah, they're kind of checking things out. And this is another thing. Um, I love the cannons in the show. We got a random soldier that says, "We've improved the cannons." And I'd just like to point out from a few episodes ago, the cannons didn't even work in the first place. And it was like after that, someone was like, "Hey, maybe we should improve these things." You know how we didn't do anything with these cannons for the past 100 years to try and improve them at all? Let's really lock down and see see what we can do with these things. And so they've done that. So let's see how they work. Yeah, they slowed down like what two titans in the past 100 years? It, it slowed was, them down a little bit. It was like they developed cannons to initially guard the wall, and then they just left them there for 100 yeah. years. And they're like, well. Those things will work. Let's not. Some guy was like, hey, should we keep these things up with our like modern technology or modern skills? And like, no, those will work fine. Let's just keep them up there. <laughs> so the, is we're at the graduation ceremony, right? Or this is right after the ceremony? Yeah. And that's when uh, Hannes walks up, right? To Yeah. And bro, is he drunk or is he not drunk? Because it really feels like a drunk move, just walking up, being like, hey, buddy, and then just putting his arm on Aaron's shoulder and just saying, really sorry about that Titan chomping up your mom. (laughs) I mean, just (laughs) brutal. Let bygones be bygones, man. man. Sorry about five years ago when your mom got chomped up. Wow, look at you. You've you've grown up so much. don't even recognize you. Hey, man, sorry about that time I picked you up and let you watch your mom get destroyed. And what's surprising to me... still haunts me to this day. It's surprising to me that Aaron actually takes it that well, too. Yeah, he's he's matured, you know. He's got his goal in mind, so he kind of lets it fall off his shoulders and... It was just kind of a weird play from Hannes. But at the same time, we get number eight to Hannes because he tells him, I'm going to beat those Titans. Uh, I yeah. swear. And that, oh. That's when Hannes just questions everything, right? He's yeah. just like, what? He's like, wow, I've never thought of that. He's like, Aaron is going to wipe out the Titans? i got to tell the other guys. <laughs> So this is when, do we go on top of the walls in this scene coming up? Yeah, when I was talking about the cannons before, I might have jumped a little bit ahead, but it's just because I cannot believe these people had 20% of their population decimated by these things five years ago. Chaz, let me give a run-through of what I'm seeing on screen that tells me they've really prepared for the second blow. We've got improved cannons that didn't work to begin with. And we've dug a couple holes inside the wall, and we stuck some sharp sticks in them. That ought to do it. Ronnie, that sounds like something just straight out of a horror movie that's just perfect. <laughs> That'll Spikes from the ground. We got them, boys. I just imagine guys digging a hole, shoving some sticks in it, then just you know getting up, wiping off their hands, and just goes, that ought to do it. <laughs> That'll hold them. Oh, yeah, I... I've, I feel like they're uh, not as prepared as they would like to be. You you would think after a hundred years, or you would think almost every year, they should be coming out with something new to do. You just think at this point they would be doing everything they could. So we've got Connie. Who do we have? We have Aaron, Connie, Thomas. I guess it's the little. Yeah, I think Sasha's up there as well. Sasha's up there, but Connie basically. I can't even. I can't remember this girl's name. I think it's Hannah. Okay. She's like Aaron's. Like what? Connie, you joined the, uh, you joined the Survey Corps. What's up with that? 
and Hannah or whatever her name is. I'm not exactly sure. She's like, he was motivated by your speech. That's why he's here. We all were. Which I thought was cool because you could tell that a few people were actually motivated by it. They just were too afraid to say anything. Yeah, it's a good speech. We've just, as viewers, have heard it a couple times. And then that's when our scared boy, Thomas, who started off crying during the grudge. We can't beat the Titans! That guy right there, he comes up and he says the same thing. He's like, I joined because of you, buddy. Thanks for that awesome speech. You made me think maybe we could beat these Titans. We're really going to wipe out these guys. (laughs) And what happens next, Chad? That is when we have Aaron being so optimistic... We've got the best scene ever where he's just fist pumping. He's like, he's feeling you know what, good. guys, we can do this. He's looking over the city. He sees this impeccable trench we've dug. He's looking at the pokey sticks, and he goes, we can win this thing. We will win this thing. Oh, my goodness. And then that's when it's, we've got the shot of his face, and just right behind him, we this, see zoom. This colossal titan has the most impeccable timing I have ever seen. A I little lightning it. strike, and the face... Of the Colossal Titans he goes, pop up right Hey, behind. what were you saying about winning? <laughs> and that's when the Colossal Titan just steams them straight off. They all go flying off the walls. Sasha, sorry, Potato Girl, is falling down with the meat that she had just stolen. Yeah, this was so badass. And she uses the grappling thing to catch Samuel right right in the leg. Right in the calf muscle. Oh, it just looks like it was just a terrible pain. Oh. But I guess it's better than falling on your head from I guess. 50 meters up. How tall is the wall I'm again? I'm trying to decide. Ugh. And just save. It was a badass save, though, I will say. that was. It was a nice save. One of the coolest moments in the show so far. A nice save, and then I think she has the audacity to tell him, Don't move! Like he could move. He's like, all right, thanks. (laughs) And then that's when Aaron says, you know what? I'm going to annihilate this guy. Yeah. And he goes swinging up. Aaron has to flash back, right? Because he's not sure what his plan is. He's got to reach deep into his mind. He flashbacks to when he's on the boat. And he's saying to himself, I'm going to drive them out. I'm going to kill them all. He had forgotten his plan. So thank goodness he had this flashback. Because we get number eight. When he says to himself, inner monologue, he's looking at the Colossal Titan, he says, every last one of them. And then he looks up to the Colossal Titan. He goes, you, it's been five years, dot, dot, dot. Let me tell you about this little plan I've got. (laughs) And then he goes, number one and number two. And we all know what he says from there. He just goes, it's a two-step plan. And then, boom, black screen, end of episode, to be continued. And that was it. So what do you think about this episode, Ronnie? It was it was a good episode. I like um I like the Keith and be- the beginning of it. Uh, we can see that these people have grown a little bit closer over the three years. We got certain tensions that have built up. We got some friendships that have built up, and um, but it's really just the uh, the appetizer before the main course, which is next episode. That's right. And I also wanted to mention too. They don't. I guess it's only been an episode or two that they talk about this, but three years is actually a long time to be, especially the training they went through. To be, it's a long time to be training with people that you you know you're going to be close with, you're sleeping next to, and all that. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of like high school. Like mm-hmm. 
You're going. Yeah, that's a good way to put it, especially since Mikasa is excelling in every subject. Yes, um, it reminds me of that. Like you go four years in high school, you 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 know grow really close with your classmates and stuff. So they've got like real relationships now, and they're all like 15, 16, 17 years old. So they obviously like right. They're at that age. You're gonna you're gonna become really close to a lot of people. But that's also another thing. Is I mean, how many cadets did we say passed? It was like two hundred something. Yes. So they know of everyone, but at the same time, as far as because we kind of just know the top ten, right? Yeah. So with all those 200 people they might have been talking to some of those other guys and they kind of know of uh these other people in the top 10 but maybe they're not so close to them and i think we see some of that where they know everyone's name they kind of know what everyone's good at but they might not you know there's still some stuff to figure out about exactly. each person there's still it's mainly just a, a select few the top the top of the top you know they, they're kind of close but once it gets lower in the list like our alert yeah who knows I mean, that's our thing. We like to be silly, and it probably drives some people crazy, and that's why they're not listening to the podcast anymore. But we really do like the show, and this is just why this show is so good, is it, you know, it does great character building, um, because we do. We get, you know, this whole gang, and we don't know how everyone's going to react fighting with each other, but we know that they've got some sort of experience. That's right, and... We know that Aaron has a plan, so... And we know Aaron has a plan. Everything is going according to the plan right now. So you got anything else on the episode, Chad? I don't. I think that's, that about closes it out for me. Yeah, so let's just... Uh, once again, you know, we always like to pl- plug this. We've still not gotten any feedback. We're very mad about it. Yeah, please send some feedback. I mean, we've got... But, you know, I'm showing between all the podcast stations and YouTube, all that good stuff... We've had about 70 viewers, or 70 plays, and if you take 33 of those are you, 33 of them are me, Right. there's still a few people out there that have found this, or for all we know, they're like Zimbabwe princes, and they don't actually exist, they're just like um, computer, maybe no one's heard this. They'll and send us wh- an email soon asking for money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's why we need people, if you are listening to this, please, I don't care what you say, send us an email, thepodcastchronicles at gmail.com. You might be the first one. And, you know, we're going to talk about it on the podcast because I just expect we're going to be so giddy to know that we're not just talking to ourselves. And please hit that subscribe button. Give us a thumbs up. Play we- us on Spotify. Yeah, we know the sound wasn't perfect the first three episodes by any stretch of the imagination. Sometimes it sounded like Chad was, you know, jerking off underneath the table. He wasn't the whole time. There was definitely some of that. And, you know, sometimes I spiked in your ears a little bit. But we're trying to work it out as we go. And, you know, we're just doing this as a little fun little hobby. So we're going to keep getting better as we go. We're already, I can't believe we both, you know, uh, bit the bullet and bought $700 mics. Yeah, it's it definitely stinks because uh, I haven't been able to eat for the past three days. I get my paycheck tomorrow, though. But I, you sound great, bro. And Thank that, you. That's the I important part. It. But uh, once again, thepodcastchronicles at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter. It's like Podcast Chronic or something like that. I'll get, It's in the description. Check out the description. Um, and We'll see you next time. This is your boy Chaz. This is Ronnie. See ya.